ran out of matlock money when that when he recorded that because that you know was it that or was it just somebody wrote him a check for 15 million dollars and he just felt like taking it you know he might not have i mean in fact i'd almost guarantee that he, the oh. simpsons couldn't stop talking about him until the day he died oh yeah oh absolutely Paul simpson was like we want pawns to throw bread and feed ducks by Oh, man. Well, folks, this is two guys who happen to be pastors. Two guys who just happen to be pastors. Maybe our last show ever after that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason. There's Uh, a reason. If you made it through that, you're still with us. I promise. I'll tell you what. We're we're literally, I mean, we just, we're, we're a little goofy, I'll be honest with you. Um... We're just two guys who happen to find ourselves in the pulpit every Sunday, and for whatever reason, they keep paying us to come back. So, I'll tell you what, I've written my Mother's Day sermon. I got one more, and then I got two weeks of, uh, I won't be. Mm. So, well, nice. Heading off to the uh, Sunshine State, if you will, the Golden State. Sunshine State's Florida, but Florida can eat it. Um, <laughs> That Golden State to uh, spend a week and see Kessid, uh, Kessid Grace in a couple shows. Mama Mia. Fun. And uh, there she gonna, goes again. Uh huh. You know. Gonna take uh, Lindy out to brunch and hang out with some of my California people. Um, you know, it, it was a uh, my friend Matthew Tonello, the girl's stepdad. Uh, it was his birthday on May the 2nd, turned 35, and uh, I have it on good authority that at the very least, he's getting hammered. Oh. So, <laughs> I might be supplying. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what I owe. I owe him. So no. well, you know, nothing wrong with that. It's good kind of friend you want to have around, you know? Yeah, well, we're all May babies. He's the 2nd, Heather's, I think, the 27th, I'm the 25th. Manuel Myers is the second. Jeremy Myers is the seventeenth. It May's a big. Well, it it is. My gosh. Let's see, that would put it. Let's see, five back to December. Four more back. A lot of love in September. Yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of love in September. You know, it's starting to get cold. Or, yeah. Well, you know, I can. Ugh, I don't even want to imagine your mom and dad be like, you know, Thomas not as hot anymore. You know my. Uh, my dad's never been shy about sharing anything with us boys, so uh, well, believe you me, it's uh, it's best just to avoid the subject altogether. Lynn, when's your birthday? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear about it? Don't bring it up. Oh my gosh. And, uh, but, you know, I, I'm not picking this bone with you, but I'm picking it with nature. You know, I don't like wearing sleeves as it is, um, or long pants. It's 54 freaking degrees outside in the... It's May! I know. Oh, I know. 
We should be in short sleeve weather and shorts and as everything. As far as I'm concerned, I am. You are, yeah. So, I mean, if you, of course, you can't see it right now, but uh, Glenn currently so is in. Guns out, he is in a, uh, a sleeveless shirt, tank top, almost. This is the spring of exposed arms. Ooh, and he's got you know his athletic shorts, and then of course to top it all off. A wonderful pair of Crocs, and we all know how I feel about the Croc. Well, to be to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I um, I tweaked my left ankle, so uh, yeah, yeah. Just to, well, before I get into that story, real quick, uh, this shirt was very cheaply made, and I know that because about a month ago, it said Molan Lava across the top. Which is what King Leonidas, when the Spartans of 300 fame, took on the uh, Persian military. The Persians told them to lay down their arms, and King Leonidas was famous to said, to have said, Molan Lava, which is, come and take them. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> standing up to the Persians. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't tell, because this shirt was very cheaply made. It looks like it was made like, it was a parking lot tee in 1997. You know, I got shirts from the 80s that I can't wear anymore that someday my child or possibly God grandchildren will. Um, that got to be honest, are in better shape than this. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt so, that. So, uh, you know, it is what it is as far as that goes. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel very... It's not very spring. doesn't feel very May outside and... Um, you know, I, I start to get a little bitter when it's cold in May. Well. And uh, start to reminisce about the fact that I tried to move to California. It's it's now been, the first time I went to California, I was 18 years old. So next year, it will be in 20 years I've been trying to move to California. Haven't got it all the way done. Um, lived there for a while here in bits and pieces, but um, never really sustained it. But, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Well, Indiana's not a bad, not a bad city or city. It is when it's cold in May. <sighs> well, how do you think I feel? I ain't got it. I mean, I've got my oats, so that's it. Oats for those of you. I'm not. It's not a euphemism for anything. It's literally kind of like wheat, but it's I use it for hay. I literally just got them sowed this week. Yeah. This week. That's I'm, insane. Time to plant, the time to harvest. <clears throat> yeah, well, the time to plant and time of harvest windows kind of need to sync up a little bit here, Glenn, in my book. But then again, I might just be a little grumpy myself. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, two weeks of school left, so I'm that's gonna, always a pleasant thing that's to exciting. think. I only got to go for one of them. Oh well, because so, <laughs> of aforementioned trip, and uh, there's a conference involved with all that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, you know, just living the dream and. Uh, yeah, exciting news on on the home front this week. Um, filling out paperwork to possibly do some tutoring through a local community college, Ivy Tech, where they'll pay me decent money to tutor children after school. So I'm just going to line them up and knock them down. There you go. <laughs> and as far as I know, as far as I know, all of the information is at Vincennes for me to possibly start an ASL program. Very nice. However, uh, you know, uh, this is just a bizarre, you know, we're talking about nostalgia today. I had to provide Vincennes University with my high school transcript. Matt, I have two master's degrees. 
Yeah. What the frick do they need to see my that, high school transcript <laughs> for? They don't believe me? Well, I mean... The it's, United it be... Theological Seminary and Indiana Wesleyan University aren't trusted enough sources <laughs> that well, I, I mean... actually accomplished these things. <laughs> they wanted to know my class rank. I was 26th. I consider myself 21st because five people ahead of me have been arrested on meth charges. Ooh. So, <laughs> Really, I'm 21st, which ain't bad. No, it's no. Not great. No. But it ain't bad. I mean, could you I have? I give a flying crap. I was ninth in my college class out of a thousand. Oh wow. I was maybe eighth or ninth in my uh, seminary class out of I think there were maybe 60, 70 of us, mm-hmm. and I was first in my Indiana Wesleyan transition to teaching class. But I think I was in a three way tie. So. I picked it up. Yeah, yeah. They're going to learn nothing from looking at that thing. Well, it's... And one of their bones of contention was, well, we have to make sure that you don't need to take any gen ed classes. Are you... And I said, lady, I'm teaching algebra as we speak. I literally (laughs) taught an algebra lesson last hour. If y'all decide I have to take algebra to go to the ASL courses, I'm not coming. Okay? <laughs> you just need to know that up front. Right, yeah. So, yeah, that's been a sojourn. And then I went through a third-party system because I really did, I did not want to deal with Madison Grant. That's where I went to high school, mm-hmm. folks. If you've never heard of it, congratulations. You're in line. <laughs> um <laughs> It is the hometown of James Dean. It is. Fairmount High School is half of that consolidated school corporation, so there is that. Uh, The other half is the famed Somerville Goblins. Um, Yeah, they never won crap either. (laughs) (laughs) Without James Dean and Jim Davis, nobody's heard of Fairmount. No, not really. Um, But, yeah, it's been a little bit of a sojourn. I went through a third-party system to try to get the transcript sent from Mass to Grant to Vincent, so I just wouldn't have to bother them. Yeah, I, absolutely. I uh, the third-party company contacted me and said, they've never heard of it. What? I said, well, I wonder who they talked to. You know, because I, I haven't been to school there in, what, 18 years, so, I mean... Okay, I mean, literally, I could have had a kid. They'd gone through the whole school program, and they'd be done this year. Mm-hmm. So, I called up there, and a relative of mine is a secretary. <laughs> so, I was like, okay, I think this third-party group's full of horse crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said, uh, did anybody contact you about getting a transcript for me? She said, well, no. I said, uh, do you think I could get one? Two minutes. And I said, you know, I should probably just do my own work on that from now on. <laughs> of course, to, to be completely honest, I'm not going to ever do another thing that where required. I have to get a transcript from Mattis Grant High School. Right. If they say, well, we need to see your transcript from Mattis Grant, mm-hmm. no, you don't. No. <laughs> Maybe you do. I don't. So I'll just, we'll part ways here. We are at an impasse. <laughs> Uh, it's got, it tells you nothing. I had like a 2.86. I didn't give a crap. I don't think I did homework after my freshman year. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that going to tell you? It's going to tell you that at 18 I was kind of a goober. 
Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? At 29, I did fairly well. Shocker. <laughs> I mean, that's... You know, and I asked her, I said, if I'd have chose to write, write, have written a doctorate when I finished seminary, and I was Dr. Thomas Glenn Davis, would that make a difference? She's like, no, it's Vincennes. they got to see your high school trips. I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, it's like... <laughs> Literally, a regionally accredited master's degree. Magna cum laude was not good enough for these people. Well, <laughs> they had to see. And I lied. I lied on the thing just to get through the process. They're like, well, what class rank were you? I said 26th. I don't know. I don't know that yeah. information. They're going to find out, I guess. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like, like if they call me up and they're like, well, you were actually 28th. I'm like, if you can't see, I'm putting my hands out as if to be handcuffed. <laughs> Take me to jail. Because I didn't realize that I was 28th out of my class instead of 26th. Uh, Maybe I was 34th. Who gives a crap? I mean, it... Uh... There was a girl who finished in the top ten in our class, got her kids taken away, because she got arrested with a meth needle, or with a... Uh, heroin needle? Heroin needle in her arm. So, uh, I'd have to at least move myself up to 35th. I, I would hope so. <laughs> well, you know, you're not completely... You're not... And I was chosen by popular demand as best dancer in our class. Oh, my. Because you know I was in the show class. I, I we believe me I we know and if they ever invent time look at that travel, handsome sack of man up there in that star I I mean I have a picture of myself at eighteen years old folks on the shelf in here it's in a shiny star and I have hair and a sequin shirt on if you could see this picture you would wonder why I haven't hit on Matt yet I mean I mean it <laughs> is, I kind of want I mean a real deal. My friend Elijah saw that picture and he's and he said, you know, that's a side of you I've never seen before. <laughs> so, I was like, well, you know, well, pending I, as I am, if I wasn't just so into girls, I would probably have to agree with you. Well, <laughs> I mean, so I told somebody that the other day. You know, I'd probably be gay if I just wasn't so straight. <laughs> I mean, nothing against it. No, so, well, honestly, outside of that, you know, the lifestyle and the, you know. The, the club scene and all that. I mean, those people are having a good time. They are, yeah. The, so, and, I mean, God bless them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. You you think it's them going and asking for your high school transcripts. My father, who is 66 years old, he applied for a job. Uh, the fa- the screw the machine fa- shop that he worked at closed down, applied another one. It was for an oil well company. They remanufactured oil wells for Texas. Um, when he was going through the application process, they wanted his high school transcripts from 1974. Yep. And they wanted all four years, of course, you know, from freshman, you know, the whole bit. I had to call the secretary, Miss uh, Megan Lisman, who you know. I said, hey, Megan, um, this is kind of a strange request, but... I need my dad's high school transcripts. Oh, okay. What year did he graduate? 1974. I think she she kind of paused for a minute. She's thinking, do we even have those? Like, did we? I mean, but she said, give me about a ha- an hour and I'll get them sent over to you. And at, about a half hour later, super awesome, 
They sent them over. They literally had scanned the original yellow paper copies of his high school transcripts. Because they have to keep them. Yeah, they do. They have to keep all that on file forever. And I, we literally, I pulled it up and I looked back and I started looking at Dad's classes. And, you know, I saw a little, little similarity between him and I. Until it came to ag class. He got a C- minus in agriculture. He's a farmer, folks. He grew up farming. He, we, my family's been farming for well over a hundred years. He got a C minus in agriculture. What now? I gotta ask. What did you get? An A plus. A minus. Excuse me. Well, so that sounds to me like, when asked, what is the proper way to plant a field? You said, well, preferably you'd have a GPS. But if you don't, yes. you make sure you've got your lines highlighted, you scout it out beforehand, you have the proper seed, you check your funnels and your and your tubes to make sure everything's cleaned out and spitting out straight. And when they asked your dad the same question, he said, you scatter that crap. <laughs> That's kind of what I mean, it sounds like. It's just this one of those, like, well, if it's on the ground, it's out of the sack, you know. And I, he's, I've heard him say that every year, I don't know. He says, that, like, every time I go to, like, refill the hopper on the planter, he said, well, it's out of the sack and on the ground. I don't really care anything else. I'm like, <laughs> Dad, I kind of want to stand here. Oh, you'll get a stand. But you might have, you know, a row, 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 and then like three over here, and then a row, row, row. There's corn where it shouldn't be. <laughs> I just, and I mean, he's, I, I, I still, I give him so much. And he said, Matt, literally, I did not give two craps about that class. And I'm like, clearly. That, that's obvious, bud. That's very yeah. obvious, Dad. He's like, well, you know, some people didn't get as involved with it as you did. Like, yeah, well, you know. But well, that... Let's flap, flap that A around here a little more for often now. And... <laughs> well... Oh, no, I, I remember uh, <sighs> I bring home my math grades. That was the funniest thing. So my dad is an electrical engineer. Mm-hmm. And he was always on me about my math grades. Particularly, after, you know, after my sophomore year of high school. Because they were just never good again. After geometry, they were just never good. Mm-hmm. Until I got into college... And he would just hound me. And I remember getting into some stuff one day we were cleaning out. And I found some of his old report cards. And boy, I had his behind Oh, me. those are fun. I, they? Was, I was, oh, Algebra 2, F minus. Oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, who, who did you get to know that got you onto the electrical core in Vietnam? And he said, no, oh boy, you watch it. I earned that. I was like, well, judging from your grades, you, you sure did. did. <laughs> what, was, what was her name, Pop? <laughs> I, it, ah. Oh, those those are fun times. The, they are. Now, my mother was a bookworm mm-hmm. and just destroyed her classes. Of course, she's been a jack, a jack or Jill, if you will, of all trades. If she's... Uh, moved through life, and uh, I fully suspected over time she was going to get another job as it was. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking of which, call me on the phone. I'll take that one later. That's mm-hmm. fine on me. Oh, well. my phone on, so. Well, you know, uh, it is what it is. But, but yeah, uh, all nostalgia. 
what what invoked this episode, folks? Originally, we were talking about last week, but it sounds like um, it sounds like Glenn and I are currently fighting a little bit of we're we're kind of on you know we're on the bench right now. We're reserved. Oh, it's, it's injured list. It's May. It's just I know I know. Te- teachers in May don't give a crap. Your class descends into chaos, and you just put your feet on the desk. You're like. What the heck with it? I'm counting the days and I'm still getting paid. (laughs) Why not? I mean, and for for the record, with my conference and trip to see Kessida and her her deal, I got six days of school left. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no issues. Yeah, you're just, you're watching the clock wind down. Finals week, the kids have to do their work. Yeah. (laughs) There's no battles there. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean... But you were saying you tweaked your, you said you tweaked your ankle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun story. I, uh, I've been going on the, to the gym only on Saturdays because that's all I can do with him because mm-hmm. he's just a machine. Um, my good friend Manuel Myers, who I've, I know I've mentioned him before, but probably not much. Um, I've known Manuel since the sixth grade, so, but we're talking twenty five years. Right. And um, Manuel played college football at a, a small. Indiana school called Earlham College here in Richmond, Indiana. Nice school. And uh, that's debatable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I believe he was their all-time rushing leader when he left the school there. So um, I don't know that that was a big record for him to break because they've not been particularly good for a long time. <laughs> I think they've had some like 50 coaches in like 115 years. I'm like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> So, um, but I've been working out with him, and he's still a gym rat. He's still playing like touch and seven on seven football with guys who are borderline, if not full on NFL football players. So wow. he's very competitive. He's very athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also got three kids. So I mean, the dude's just a machine. And he decided we were going to play some basketball and. We were showing off around these, you know, kids because we hit a lot of our shots. You know, we've entered that age where we're not going to outwork you. We're going to trick you. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll crash you a little, you know. And uh, we had a play where I went up for a layup. And you've never seen me play basketball. And it's weird because I'm not super tall. I'm built to play football. Mm-hmm. But I have a natural feel for the game of basketball. If I was more competitive, I probably would have been better. But I can dribble with both hands. I can shoot with both hands. And I really just have a feel for the court. So I'm soaring through the air with the ball in my hand going for a layup. And when I landed, uh, the rest of me went one way and my ankle went the other. Ooh. You know, so it's it's been swollen. You can tell. It's mm-hmm. it's nasty. and She's a little rough, I'm going to say. Been, it's been very vindictive towards mm-hmm. me. And... Uh, Reminding me that in three weeks I'm going to be 37 and I need to knock it off. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got to work out or I die. That's well, just the way it is. I, I like donuts. So, I mean, it's, I, mean, I got to work out. Yeah, you got to burn them off a little bit. I Well, and that's the reason why, for me, I'm, I'm currently I'm, I'm playing with a hurt shoulder right now. Um, two days ago, I was feeding, and it was in the rain. It was when we had that pretty good, healthy rain in the late afternoon, evening. And it wasn't a very hard one, but it was just a constant, you know, mist. 
And I was unloading the truck and it's going to feed. One of them cows got me wedged between the truck and their solid mass of a body. You want to know something I forgot? Cow bones are solid. Cow hides are very solid. Their muscle is very solid. So I felt that I could kind of, you know, a little bit. Well, they didn't move, but my shoulder made a nice little pop. And it didn't hurt for a while. I get home. As the night goes on, it gets, it starts setting in more and more and more. Achy, achy, achy. Oh, yeah. So finally, it gets to the point, I couldn't even hold it up. Like, that's pretty good for me right now. Um, I said, I got to go to the doctor. I just, I, I hate going to the doctor, but I said, I, I, I need to. I got to. I got to figure out what's going on. So the doctor comes in and she says, okay, all right. Well, she's checking it and everything. She said, can you hold it out like any at all? He's like, yeah. And I said, now if I take my other hand, I can lift it up over my head. Oh, let me see that. She did it. I did it. And she said, that's a good sign. That's a really good sign. I'm like, really? How's that a good sign? She's like, well, you did it and you didn't pass out. So we don't think your rotator cuffs broke or torn or anything. Took an x-ray. I got the call today. It's clear. It's fine. I didn't break anything. I didn't tear my rotator cuff. Said, just take this meloxicam and uh, ice it and um, no heavy lifting for two weeks. Well, friends and neighbors, I hate to break it to you, but heavy lifting's kind of part of my job. That's your deal. That's your gimmick. So, but I've kind of relied on this other one. So, you know, by the end of the two weeks, this one's going to be jacked, and this one's going to be, you know, puny. Um, but uh, it it made me realize, and I talked about it on the bus this afternoon with my aides. Said I was, I kind of made a a face when I went to move it because it hurt. And they said. Matt, you do realize that you're getting old, right? Getting older. Like, I'm not old. I'm, I'm, I'm. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, I'm going to be 30 in August. And it's starting to set in, and I, I guess this is the reason why we're, we're, we're talking nostalgia tonight. I, I can't, I mean, I missed the times when I, I didn't, even before this. You wake up and your knees hurt, your ankles crack like a cement mixer. I mean, you get agitated when they move stuff in the grocery store, when your iPhone updates and you have to sign into all of your applications because they've knocked out the passwords and you can't remember what the passwords are. Maybe that's a more personal one. I don't know. But I used to be cool. Now the things that used to be cool aren't cool anymore. Now the things considered cool are weird and scary to me. (laughs) Well, it's just, I feel like I constantly keep saying, it's like that little speech that, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire gives in the movie. I'm a hippo granny who can hip-hop, bebop, dance till you drop, and yo-yo make a wick a cup of cocoa. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert, I I have come to terms in the last couple days that I am no longer hip. I am no longer cool. I am no longer... Young. Let me ask you a question. Have you have you listened to regular radio recently? Off and on, right? Not not consistently, no. What's the newest song that you know of that you like? 
The newest song is probably, well, I mean, there's Cody Johnson. I like him. He's got a song out called Till You Can't, and it came out a couple months ago. I mainly listen to Apple Music, because I, you know. Well, I'm going to tell you, congratulations. I know this is going to take a huge weight off your shoulders. Yeah. You're still hip. Oh, well then. Because if you have a song in the year that you're living in, that you kind of dig. You're doing alright. But it came out last year. Yeah, it's come out in the last year. Oh, well, last... Okay, last... I was thinking calendar year. If it's come year. out in the calendar year that you're in and yeah. you like it, you're doing alright. They stopped making music for me about five or six years ago, and I knew it. Well... There's kids tell me all the time, Oh, I, I will tell somebody, I'm like, they don't make music for me. And somebody will say, oh no, listen to this Post Malone, or oh no, listen to this, I, I don't even freaking know who the people are anymore. Um, I, I, you're asking the wrong guy, because I wouldn't. Uh, post, so we'll say Post Malone, that was a couple of weeks ago when I started Morristown. Like, oh, that's not true, Mr. Davis. But listen to this Post Malone. And about a minute, and God bless Post Malone, he's got great tattoos, I've seen him on TV, I'm sure he's a nice guy, I really am. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I told them, I'm like, I don't get it. I, I don't. And they're like, you don't think that's good? I'm like, I don't think that's any better than my dad thought NSYNC was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when you hit the point where you literally cannot find a song that came out in the calendar year that you're living in that you like, you're there. I don't know what the frick you kids are singing about, but... Take it off my lawn. I, <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, but I can. You, you just you hit a demographic where clearly whatever they're making, they ain't making for you anymore. Well, that's just. Now let me reiterate that with a. There's a little bit of Christian music. Yeah. That I dig. That's come out. I have been told on good authority that doesn't count. Really. So if, that's because I like Christian music. Yeah. And Christian music's not it. Well. So uh, that's from the kids. That's not from me. See, and that kind of teeter, would that kind of teeter with country music, though? But that being said, I have heard a few people, particularly my age, that dig the stuff Jeremy Camp did the last couple of years. Which he's, some of that was brilliant. he's firing, firing on all cylinders on that deal. And uh, a new artist I'm into, if y'all get the chance to look her up, is Lydia Laird, L-A-I-R-D. Um, look her up. She's fantastic. You got you and I were listening to her in the car, weren't we? She is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to the gym this morning because I just have a playlist I listen to, 900-some songs. Today, Janet Jackson popped up with a song called If, and I looked down, and Lord, rest my beaten heart. That song came out in 1993. Ugh. 29 years ago. That hurt, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look up songs that just came out that were cool. Echo Smith. Had a song called Cool Kids that come out like eight freaking years ago. I'm like, what is going <laughs> on? Well, and that's the thing. I mean... So, that song was cool two months ago. Well, I know. I know. Well, it's like, you know, I have a, I also have a playlist that I listen to when I'm on the tractor. Like when I'm working ground or anything. And 
I add everything, anything, whatever. And <clears throat> there's like Matchbox 20 on there. There's, you know, uh, Green Day on there, Fallout Boy, George Strait, Garth Brooks, you know, the hits. Uh, oh, you'll, I gotta tell you, you'll love yeah. this. I don't mean to interrupt, but you, no. will, you will love this. I got the opportunity this week to introduce some kids to some things, so... There's a girl at Morristown that was born in the city, and she's been saying she wants to get more into country culture since she's going to Morristown. And uh, she she asked me, so, Mr. Davis, what's a country artist that, that I should get into and listen to? And I said, well, I don't really know who's out there today. Is Chris Stapleton still a thing? Like, <laughs> and she's like, no, from any era. And I said, are you familiar with Garth Brooks? She said, Someone introduced me to Garth Brooks like two weeks ago. Oh my God, I'm addicted. No, oh! I was like, well, good for you. I said, have you heard George Strait? Oh! And she said, no. And I said, well, look him up right now. Play some of that. And she was playing George Strait, and I'll be darned if those kids weren't dancing right there in the classroom. Oh, so. my heart is so... I got, look at, I got goosebumps. I mean, oh, that feels my heart so good. My shoulder... No, it still hurts, but <laughs> I was going to take it away. No, I mean, but... Like... And then I got to tell the great story. This is absolutely true. So for our friends listening around the country, particularly in urban areas, I think you'll be able to appreciate this. Um, there is a country artist named Luke Bryan that some of you may have heard of. And he sings a song, and I don't know what the song is called. I've never looked to see... But the chorus essentially talks about rain making corn and corn making whiskey. Uh, rain is a good thing. Rain, I did not know that was the title. Yeah, of rain is a good thing. Yep. But it's, it's the, the only song goes, by him I like. Rain make corn, corn make whiskey. And they were playing that song before a softball game between our Eastern Hancock Royals and the Warren Central Warriors. Warren Central is, I believe, the second or third largest school district in the state. It's mm -hmm. one of our great schools in Indianapolis. And one of the girls on Warren Central softball team... Now, to give you folks some understanding, some context here, Eastern Hancock has about 500 students. Mm -hmm. Warren Central has about 3,600. So that's what we're talking <laughs> about, the difference here. And one of the gals from Warren Central had never heard this song before. And she poked her head out of the dugout and hollered to the other dugout and said, Hey! Hancock girls! And one of them poked their heads out there like, What? And she goes, This y'all school song or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the whole place. Just oh, lost that's it. awesome. <laughs> oh. But, <laughs> but I mean... I don't mean to be a fuddy-duddy. I don't. But, I mean, I like... Yeah, that was the answer on a study guide today. Fuddy-duddy? What was the question? A term from the 20s that was related to a term from the 50s for square. Oh. A fuddy-duddy. Oh, well, okay. Well, maybe I am a little... I don't know. I um, think it was the answer. It, I <laughs> but I mean... The kid, the kid went to class didn't take any notes, so if that wasn't the right answer, I don't feel that bad about it. <laughs> but I mean, you know, back, like music's the big thing that we get nostalgic about, you know, because... Like, do you ever do this on Apple Music that 
you will, like, I'll listen to some of the radio stations on there. Because they have, like, separate stations based off of, like, vintage country or, you know, the 90s hits or whatever. You'll be listening and everything, and all of a sudden an artist will come up that you haven't heard probably in 10 years. You'll, and then you click, you go to the artist's, like, whole page where all their music is. And you just start listening to every song that they released that you remember because all of a sudden it clicks in your mind. You're thinking, "Oh yeah, I remember that song." I remember Mark Wills. You remember him? Mm-hmm. He sang that song, "Don't Laugh at Me." I pulled him out, and I'm thinking, "Okay, yeah, he's got a lot of songs." He had the four chart-topping hits. They weren't even chart toppers; they were just on the top ten charts. Literally started from like '95, '96. The last thing. <laughs> last thing he released was in 2006 and I still I I I yesterday the it was kind of nice weather and everything I rolled the window down and I had him blaring I mean but and I I try and not to I try to like experience new things I'll discover like new artists and stuff but I'm in like a weird area in my right now with that like where I like a lot of stuff that's like not like big you're not gonna hear it on the radio one band I'm really I really like and I've kind of fallen in love with and again it comes from my high school days is Casey Donahue he's a band it's a band out of West Texas um you know cross Canadian ragweed which is they they broke up in like 2012 2013 but they had bits like like big you know hits in o two o three o five somewhere in there. <clears throat> if you're looking for music suggestions, if you listen to Cross Canadian yeah, Ragweed, they probably shouldn't listen. To us. No, probably not. <laughs> but if you listen to Cross Canadian Ragweed, don't listen to it with the kids because a few of them are. There's a song called "Boys from Oklahoma," and the the opening line is, uh, "The boys from Oklahoma roll their joints all wrong. They're too dang skinny or way too tall." Um, and the, literally the whole thing is literally talking about every, like all the western states about how they roll their marijuana wrong. That's important information. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but they're from Texas. Well, there you go. But. <clears throat> the reason we're kind of getting into the, the crux of all this is yeah. to talk about, you know, being pastors. Uh, how nostalgia with church things as kids, which is why we, uh, Possibly ran everybody off, and we might just be talking to ourselves yeah, by playing Andy Griffith well. <laughs> singing Homeward Christian Soldiers at the start of the show. Because when I was in BBS, Vacation Bible School, which is a thing we do here in the States with churches, well, used to. Yeah, uh, don't do they don't know, they don't. Um, where kids would come in during summer break eh, for a week or two and learn about the Bible and different things. But it goes even deeper than that. Well, and Onward Christian Soldiers one of the songs we always did. Um, Lord's Army and uh, Little Moses in the Bulrush and all these different songs that we would sing. And uh, the B-I-B-L-E. There was, there was all kinds oh, of absolutely. Yeah, songs. yeah. But also, I wanted to hint at, you know, the church I went to, was in just a backwater you'll never hear, but you won't even see it. You can come to Fairmount for James Dean days, celebrate it, go to the James Dean statue, the James Dean grave, the James Dean homestead, 
that the Winslows lived on. <clears throat> Go and see where Jim lives and the Garfield stuff. If I haven't said it on this show, I'm related to the Hems, so it's I don't see any Garfield money. <laughs> but well, I am related to him. And uh, so, yes, I am a cousin of Garfield. Oh. Oh, piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I like Odie. I'm not afraid to admit it. Oh, um, normal. Normal sucks. <laughs> anyway, getting off topic here. Uh, you could come to that, see all the stuff around the county. You'll never bump into Fowlerton. You got to be looking for it. It's like Narnia. You got to know where it is. That well, <laughs> I mean, well, then I, I I ran you up there. Like I, if I didn't have you, I'd have been lost. I had no idea where in the world I was at. So uh, yeah. We had, at, at its height, around 120 people coming to church there, which was about a third of the town at the time. And I was allowed as a child to pass the offering plates, to be a greeter. I lit candles. You know, if you watch movies and see the kids in robes lighting candles, I did that. Uh, they would let me share different things at church. Um, I got to be involved with the youth group at a young age, and no one... Ever and it could have been because they were terrified of my dad, but I think it was just because they were investing in me. No one ever said Glenn shouldn't do that. I think that one of the biggest reasons, and it never gets brought up in research, funny enough, one of the biggest reasons that people don't quit going to church is because when they're younger, somebody just takes a crap on something. Yeah. You shouldn't be messing with that, or you shouldn't be in here. You shouldn't be doing it. Take that hat off. I can't believe they let kids like you in here. I swear. Don't touch that. Don't do it. And why would you want to be a part of somewhere you're not welcome? Well, no, we want you to come to church. Well, you didn't when you, I was eight. You didn't really, yeah. I mean. So you just want me now because I got money? Wait, why, <laughs> well, would, why yeah. wouldn't people think that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not... So, I mean, I... Not one... You know, I had the ordeal where... And and it's funny enough because the pastor that did that to me is kind of out of his mind. But um, I had that one incident where I thought about not going back to church. I had the moment when everything got blamed on me and the pastor didn't even ask any questions. He just assumed it was my fault. I've told that story before. Um, if you're new to the podcast or you haven't heard it, I had a pastor uh, believe some kids who said I had done something that they had actually done. And he believed them without question because our family had a little bit of a reputation, mm -hmm. particularly my brother. And I was not going to go to church anymore. I was done. Mm -hmm. This is what, I was about 12, 13 years old. And a beautiful saint of a woman named Donna Clock... Uh, straight up threatened to punch people in the face <laughs> if they were bothering me about it. And she really watched, and there were some other, you know, gals who came alongside, but they defended me. They, there's so many kids that they have that moment that no one either knows about it or no one says anything. And I've made it very clear, I have done it here. And I've done it at Fowlerton as well. I've defended kids. You do not come into my church, a church I'm pastoring, and I will sh I will get fired over. I do not give a fly. 
if I have to have this moment with you, I don't want to be there anyway. Let's just establish mm-hmm. that. I will defend to the death, to the my firing, a child who has been wronged by somebody. And if you come to me and say, well, so-and-so got into this, or so-and-so is doing this, okay, well, let's have a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's curb the behavior. Well, no, I just don't want him to come here anymore. Okay. And I'll take my robe off and I'll hand it to you and you'll never see me again. Mm-hmm. If they're not welcome here, I'm not welcome here. Exactly. And that's the way it is. Yeah. I'm not going to play that game. Nostalgia with the church for me should be happy memories. Should be memories of, you know what, I was kind of a screw up. But that church really cared about me. You know why? Uh, that's how Jesus is. Like, if we're not yeah, reflecting I mean, it, who Jesus is, why are we even doing this? You know what I'm saying? So I all agree my with nostalgia no. moments from church were just so joyful because there were so many people in that church that invested in me and, and a lot of other kids in our town. And now I remember the songs. I remember memorizing the 23rd Psalm and the Ten Commandments. Boy, the Ten Commandments were tough. <laughs> the books of the Bible and all this. And, but the biggest things I remember were that people cared, legitimately cared about me. To the point that they would tell the pastor, you bugger off. You tell me what you want to tell him, and I'll tell him for you. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, that, that's... Unfortunately, the way that I have seen it is... Kids in the church is a two-way street, in a sense. Because... They want them there, but they don't want to... They don't want to let them be kids. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of having kids in there. You have that youth. You have that energy. You have that atmosphere around you that breathes life into a church that could potentially be on its way, on its last legs. But if you've got a crew of like 15, 20 kids coming in there, that's awesome. That's great. But you just... And I get it. Like we joke about, we like things the same way. We don't, you know, we like how thing, how we've always had things. You know, we just, that's just the way we are. However, when it comes to that, I'm willing to learn anything in there. I'm willing to learn who the new Post Malone song is or whatever. You're brave or dying. You know, learn who, you know, learn about the new toys because, you know, I'm a toy guy. You know, what? What's There's the, always a connection. Mm-hmm. That, can, that can be made. Out. Exactly. But, I'm, but and that's a big thing, um, at least to me, is you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta kind of get on their level in the sense because if you can connect with them on anything, you've got them hooked. You've got them coming in. It's like, well, just like the people did for us when we were young, we can now pay it forward and do it with these kids and see, and that kid... That kid could probably have the worst home life imaginable. But he knows on Sunday morning, he's, he gets to come, he gets to see his friends, he gets to see a, a couple people, you know, quite a few people, hopefully, that legitimately care about him, want to see him do awesome things, get him involved, and also learn about the love of Jesus. In a perfect world, 
that's what we want. That's what we're charged with doing. But then you got everybody else on the on in in the congregation who they don't see it that way, and they I hate to break it to them, they they probably never will. It, it's people are so set in their ways about how we well this is and it's it's the sentence that we have said for years, and we're starting to pay the dividend on it. Well, that's the way we've always done it. That is the final nail in a coffin for anything. That's death. Exactly. When I start hearing that, I start figuring out where I'm going next. Yeah, I mean, and I, I've i dealt with it a little bit where, you know, the, the two churches that I have served, the one I'm currently serving. But what gives me excitement, what gives me gumption to keep moving forward is the simple fact of, well, that's the way we've always done it. And it's not working anymore. When the church can have enough foresight to say, "Hey, this thing that we've been doing that we that worked great for years, now all of a sudden, it's fallen by the wayside. It's not working anymore. It's not clicking anymore. What do we need to do to change it? What do we need to do to freshen it up? What do we need to do?" And in a sense, it kind of makes you a little bit nostalgic. Because it lets you go back and review and re-examine those old methods and either put a fresh spin on it, you know, update it, create a new way so that you can legitimately apply it in the modern world. You know, um, I can remember as a kid, the church I went to, Wilkinson Church of Christ, um, they had a Wednesday night supper every week. And it was a Bible study, basically. I didn't know that at the time. Um, but they would have a supper, a dinner. You'd eat, and then you would go and go to Bible study and go do all these things. And they had one for the youth group. It was so cool because it wasn't all the kids. It was maybe, you know, five or six of us, seven of us with the youth pastor. And we would go do, like, community service projects. We would go and hang out and, you know, go get coffee or something. It was so fun. Until, until it was, you know, something happened that, you know, made it not as fun. Primarily, the thing that took it away was the fact that they quit doing it. They just, they just took it away. They didn't want to do it anymore. Um, but... As I like, as I look back and everything, the the excitement and the nostalgia I have for, and for me, I know it, it may not smack like that, but to me, music is a big thing to me. I it it just always has. I, I just, I my wife says I can sing fairly well. I don't know. Um, but you know, she said, "Are you good enough to get on stage with Garth Brooks or George Strait?" Meh. Would you be good enough to sing in front of church? Eh, possibly. Are you good enough to sing in the in the truck? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what you're looking for. Exactly. Um. But <clears throat> you know when I when we signed up for Apple Music a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks, a couple years ago, um. I started looking like for the all the old song like some of them old songs I hadn't heard in years. 
And the first Christian band that I ever got to see in concert, it was actually at Anderson University. I remember I came for youth group that night on Sunday night. And uh, I actually got a text message from the youth pastor saying, hey, bring 10 bucks with you. Okay. We were going to go see a concert at the auditorium up there in Anderson. And it was the David Crowder Band. There you go. Oh, man. They couldn't have looked mean at all. And to this day, Crowder is still my favorite Christian Christian artist. I mean, Mercy Me is good. Jeremy Campbell is awesome. Uh, Michael W. Smith, Newsboys, all they're all great. But for me, and my heart of hearts, that was the first introduction to Christian music that I had ever had, really. Except for, you know, the, you hear the hymns and everything, but that was the first time it clicked in my mind thinking, oh wait, Christian music can be something other than, you know, uh, it can be something different than uh, the rugged old cross, or something like that, which are great, great hymns. Never march in the infantry. Yeah, yeah, all that jazz. I mean, it just the fact that you know you could have like kind of pseudo techno uh, techno music, and you could have guitars, and uh, you know all these things. I mean, it just and I remember we were in Sunday school, and they had a thing. Some might call it bribery. I don't know, but if you, in our Sunday school class, if you read your Bible through the through the week, you would get a star on a board, and it was if you read it for like three weeks solid, you got like your favorite candy bar, like a big pack of the candy bars, and then if you read it for the whole month, you got a Christian CD. And I did it, could did it a few times, and I ended up with, you know, all of Crowder's music. And it was so, oh my gosh. And I still have them. Um, conveniently, we don't play CDs anymore, so they're all on my iPhone. <coughs> but that's the nostalgia for me. I remember sitting there listening to that song, and I mean, you know, there's you know hundreds of people in this auditorium and we're just jamming, and we're worshiping God, and it it's it's high energy, it's excitement, it's so much fun. And kids don't have that anymore. I mean, they have they have the the passion thing down in twenty down in uh, Atlanta or somewhere, I think. But all passional. It's just, I mean. I don't know, I just, I miss, the, I, I, I wish kids could feel that. And I'm not saying that they don't with what's going on now. They probably, they could. But I wish that they would be able to feel that like I felt it. And I'm just, that's what makes me so nostalgic about it. And, you know, typically when people think of, of nostalgia, you think of, you know, well, as we've said on this show several times... Um, you know, on our little desk that we have here, we have a couple of um, symbols for us. For Glenn, we have the great Al Bundy. Mm -hmm. oh, Al Bundy. Bundy. Four touchdowns in a single game. <laughs> uh, 
conveniently packaged. It's a little uh, Mego figure, which Mego, if you're old enough to remember, was the ones who did, like, you know, Batman and Robin. They were the first to do, like, the plush action figure kind of deal. Probably did a Jim Cornette action figure. Uh, well, I don't think they did, but I won't, maybe the original San Francisco toy makers probably did. Now I um, think it's figure store company. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, Mego recently came back out with a whole new line. Um, they were the, also the ones who, conveniently, they were the ones who did the Star Trek toys back in the 60s and 70s. Um, but I mean... You see that toy and you automatically, you're nostalgic of it. You remember when that was on. For me, of course, it has to be Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Turbo-tastic. I mean, it, and of course... Different movie. Diff, different, different movie. But, uh, you know, it reminds me of Christmas when I was a little kid. And, you know, if you're not familiar, uh, Turbo Man is the... Uh, the, the central focus of the Hollywood blockbuster starring Schwar- Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jingle All the Way! Jingle All the Way! And Sinbad. And Sinbad. And also, uh, oh gosh, he used to do Troy McClure on, on The Simpsons. Why could I not think of his name? I had it and it left me. Um, he had that very distinctive... Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, there it is. Um... Before he was tragically taken I'm from. You might remember me from such shows as. Um, but I mean, that just, I mean, for me, again, I, I'm more nostalgic than other people, I guess. I don't know. But toys make me nostalgic. And I remember um, I was digging through some stuff. Oh, it was, it was a couple years ago. I was cleaning out my childhood bedroom a little bit. And I still, it really isn't a toy per se, but I remember I found this card, this pledge card that I signed. Do you remember the group Pure Fun? Do you remember that at all? Nope. You don't remember that Not at all? Not even a little. Doesn't even ring a bell. It was this thing. It was an it was an abstinence-only thing. So you're telling me it's a noun. It's a thing. It's a thing, yes. Pure Fun was a... It was a group that came together, and um, they, so here, it was weird how they did it. So they would come to your school and talk about the dangers of premarital sex and all this stuff, and, you know, making smart decisions. And then they would have, like, a big event in the county, in the area, and, of course, we still had Wednesday night church, so we would go there, and it was entirely a, it was a church-centered event. And they pass out a card and said, do not take this card if you cannot keep it. If you cannot keep this, uh, you can't keep the pledge. And it basically said, you know, I will not imbibe in, you know, sexual activity before I get married. I will not imbibe in alcohol or tobacco or anything like that. I will not be getting um, but, uh, well, this is quite a bit before vapor, vapes became... No, the vapors. No, the vapors. Oh, the vapors, yes. What they call making babies. Oh, well, yeah. Because they thought the vapors intertwined and made you a baby. 
Easy there, Rhett Butler. Um, Pre, even predates Rhett. It does a little bit, Rube, yeah. Rube. Uh, yeah. Rhett Butler uh, was played by uh, Humphrey Bogart. Who am I Rube. thinking? Rue. Okay. Um, Blanche. Blanche. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rue McClanahan of the Golden Girls. Well, I was fairly confident you said Rhett Butler. That's Humphrey Bogart. Rhett Butler? A little different. Wasn't he in Gone, in, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, wasn't that Humphrey Bogart? No, that was Clark Gable. I don't know who it was. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm not nostalgic for the freaking 30s. First, um, you know. Uh, well, you know. I mean, I don't remember when Abraham Lincoln was elected, but I do know he was elected in 1860. You know why? Because I read a book. One of the great Tim Wilson lines of all Oh, time. absolutely. I, I realize it. Elvis was before your time. Sir Lincoln was before my time, but I read a book. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, maybe I just get too nostalgic over this stuff. I don't know. I mean... You remember Farron Young? <laughs> Hello, Walls? Farron whipped that kid's behind in a 3,000-seat auditorium. <laughs> That's an outlaw. <laughs> uh, it's just, do you remember the, the Tim Wilson, but not to get off track or anything, because, you know... Might as well. Heaven we're, forbid. We're, get, we're getting there. There's yeah. Food, there's food cooking, I'm pretty sure. So. Um, but do you remember the Tim Wilson bit where it was... Uh, he talked about growing up in the, uh, the hot station wagon. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he said. He said you'd be in there, and there'd be a one speaker and a steel dashboard, and it wouldn't go boom, 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 boom and go <laughs> and be Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire, blaring out of that thing. And we all related to that. Our behinds were on fire in that thing. <laughs> but I mean, you didn't have no seat belt. You had your daddy's forearm. <laughs> Hold on there. Oh, easy now. Um, but I mean, again with that, I mean, there's one, he says at the end, it, it was America. I mean, and maybe that's what I'm most nostalgic about. I miss the America I grew up in. I miss, this is going to sound weird, I miss going into a restaurant and them asking me, smoking or non-smoking. I don't know why. <coughs> It was not uncommon for us. There was a, a cafe in Nightstown, Indiana. They were one of the last holdouts to have a smoking and non-smoking section. And uh, I remember my mother was a smoker. She wouldn't smoke around my grandmother, though. Um, but I remember there was a few times the non-smoking section was full. Well, we got plenty of seats in the smoking. My grandmother would have a fit. Mom loved it because she'd be getting the secondhand smoke off everybody. <sighs> oh, I'm getting through this meal here. <sighs> I'll have the tenderloin and a side salad, please. Thank you. <sighs> but I'm just, I'm nostalgic for when, like we say on this show all the time, when men were men. Y'all been to the Hermitage? They still let you smoke in there? I ain't going back. If they don't, I won't recognize my waitress. <laughs> what you going to eat, honey? <laughs> I'm going to have eggs, bacon, and a large coat. You want some of that egg substitute? <laughs> uh, yep. 
see what kind of shell this thing comes in. <laughs> but Not I, quite good enough to go to a Waffle House. Uh, You're at a Huddle House. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never know. I've never been that poor where I couldn't go at least to a Waffle House. Golly. Of course, Jim Gaffigan's favorite deal about the Waffle House is you ever been to a truck stop bathroom? It's like that, but they serve waffles. <laughs> I just, I mean, I just. Not, speaking speaking of which, and I yeah. know, wait, we got it's a school night, so yeah, I, we got to wrap up a little. Go, but um, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Speaking mm-hmm. of nostalgia, because uh, there's there's the real threat that I and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go far, but you know, there is the real threat now every year as long, you know, the longer I go. That I could be somewhere else. And I gotta get your opinion on this now that I'm thinking about it, because I'll forget it. Because I've been meaning to ask you this for a year. Is or is not, and we're we haven't done this on this show. I'm going to give you anyone out there listening who's not from here a reason to visit Knightstown, Indiana, or the Wilkinson area. You ready? Mm-hmm. Is or is not the men's room. At the Knightstown Speedway, the absolute most god-awful smelling bathroom on the face of the earth. The one at the truck stop? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what they're cooking I, I, in there. I, I have, I mean... It, so I've seen them clean it. Oh, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... You can tell, there's cleaning supplies there, and they are used. It has a piercing odor... Not unlike an unfiltered gorilla exhibit Mm. at the zoo. Now, folks, I I don't want to book the plans for you, but if you want to get an experience that you will never forget, and you will never forget the swim. No. Try that on for size. It's it's hard to explain, but you'll know it when you get it. I liken it to... I liken it to boiling mice in the tank water from a turtle uh, tank. And you're yeah, halfway I there. That. I'm halfway there. I can see that. You know, I mean, because I'll be nostalgic for that someday. I'll be living on uh, you know some beach somewhere in retirement and being like, I wonder if, and we'll travel all the way back here and we'll walk in and go. God, I can knock a buzzer <laughs> off a butt wagon. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, it's just, it's all them trekkers coming in from like Iowa, New York, and California. You know, have you been in the loves? It's not equals. Okay, but, here, not but here's, here's the thing with the loves. It's like, what, eight years old, ten years old? I could still, they're still getting the same stuff. The, well, but, I mean, the the Speedway's had... McDonald's in that one. Well, well, but here's the thing. That that thing has had time to cure and to bake in the speedway. That thing was built like in the seventies, dude. And it's I think well, the last clearly been there a while. Lauren got her first speeding ticket there. How? <laughs> we'll close up shop mm. on this one, all right. Nostalgia. Oh yeah. So Lauren moved to the Greenfield area. She actually moved to Jim mm-hmm. to the Greenfield area. In 2009. So she's been down here about 13 years. Mm-hmm. 
When she first moved here, she took a wrong turn, and she ended up in Wilkinson. Oh, boy. We were driving down from Fairmount. She ended up in Wilkinson. And she's just barreling through, trying to get that. She said, oh, I know I'm close to, to 40. If I could just get on 40, I know where to go. I said, well, I'd have to assume if you go straight, you'll hit 40 because it cuts the state in half. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Route 40, the, the US road 40, that yeah. built America. Mm-hmm. The Cumberland Road. So um, she's barreling down. We're going through town. And I, and I said, Lauren, I signed back, back there and said, 30, you better slow down. She goes, I didn't see it. It's fine. Now, it's come up before, but never so prevalently in this moment. Lauren's dad was a police officer. She was driving Lauren's dad's truck. Oh. Guess what wasn't on the truck at the time? The radar catcher. The police plates. Oh. Oh. So Lauren, all of a sudden, has the town marshal on her tail. And uh, she goes, well, what's he after me for? I said, maybe because you just went 60 and a 30. <laughs> and she goes, well, I got dad's police, but oh, no, I don't. <laughs> so she pulls into the Burger King out there, and the cop pulls in behind her. And he walks up, and uh, he says, excuse me, ma'am. Going to see your license and registration. And you could tell she had never been pulled over before. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't see the sign, and I didn't know where I was going. I don't even know where I am right now. And the cops just like, oh my lord. <laughs> and I told, this was the best part. I told her when she pulled the parking space. I said, take the keys out and put them on the dash. So why would I do that? I'm like, Lauren, I've been pulled over before, and you haven't. Just do it. It will make you a non-threat. Mm -hmm. You're not going anywhere. You're not trying to go anywhere. You're going to cooperate. Take the keys out and put them on the freaking dash. <laughs> I do not want to get tased. Well, she didn't listen. So, um, I don't think she had it in park. <laughs> <laughs> so, he goes back. He comes up with a ticket. He says, uh, well, you were going 30 or 60 in a 30. I really should get you for reckless driving. And she's, well, you know, my dad's a police officer and all this. And, oh, uh, that old dance routine. And he says, uh, well, ma'am, I need, uh, just calm down. I'm not going to get you for it. But I am going to ticket you for going 30 over. This is not going to be a cheap ticket. Mm -hmm. And if you do this in my town again and I find out about it, I will get you for reckless driving. Ooh. Of course, now he's squared up with her. And Lauren, at, at the time, was far more confrontational than she even is now. Oh, is that a fact? You know? Oh! So oh. he gives her a ticket, and she's ticked. He goes back to his car and leaves, and I'm just giggling. And she goes, oh, what the heck? Like, we'll ever go through that town again. <laughs> We uh, routinely shot at the Dollar General in that town. So, uh, same, uh, true story, same guy pulled me over last school year for going 40 in the 30. Do you know, how, they have the signs up now, so I guess that's not the right question. The right question is, did you know uh, months ago 
how far out of town you had to slow down. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't because they put signs up. Because mm-hmm. he funny. got me way out in the country. I was like, dude, I didn't even know I had to slow down. Yeah. And he goes, well, there's signs up warning you. I'm like, they're not very bright. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I yeah. didn't know I had to slow down that fast. And he, he's, well, I'm not going to ding you with a ticket, but it's just, you know, just I wanted to make you aware. And I said, well, I sincerely apologize. I wouldn't have done yeah. that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Not in town. I wouldn't do that in a town. Oh, I know you wouldn't pass her. It's okay. You know, just just watch yourself. And They wouldn't, but like three weeks later, they had the radar out there. <laughs> the signs out I got a feeling I know who the officer is. Oh, yeah. He was nice enough. Uh, he's kind of an older guy, glasses, mm-hmm. uh, like a goatee on him. He, uh, he, that his name is, I won't mention his, his full name, but his name's Dennis. He is a super awesome guy, and he also conveniently gave me a ticket. <laughs> uh, I was going, so it was my, I was in youthful ignorance. Um, and I laugh about it now because there, it's a funny thing. Because I was, we had finished up school, we went to school on MLK Day. Um, and it was, there was snow on the ground and everything. It was cold. And I was coming through and I slow, I, I was going a little bit faster. I was going about 40. Um, see him slow down and I pass him. Notice he didn't pull out in front, you know, pull out to get me. And then I just conveniently start speeding back up again. So I get it up about, about 40 again. And all of a sudden I look and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So he's coming. I'm thinking conveniently, for some reason in my mind, there's a graveyard right off of 109, there right by the, the church. He can't pull me over in a graveyard, I don't think so. Well, I pulled into the graveyard, I don't know, I was gonna, my grandfather's buried there, and so I'm going to go check on a gravestone and everything. And he said, uh, oh, don't give me that, I've been driving since, you know, before you were born. Yeah, I don't doubt that, Dennis. Um... He comes back. He he gives me. I think he get, I think he just gave me a warning on that one. No, he did give me. He gave me a full ticket. Um, so we leave. Fast forward like seven years, six seven years later. I'm auctioneering at stockyards outside doing the 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 miscellaneous sale, and he comes walk like he just comes walking up and he said, "Hi Matt, how are you?" And I'm like, "Good officer, how are you?" He's, oh no, it's just Dennis. And I, and I, he's a customer of mine now. So in the auctioneering world, like if he's bidding on something like, you know, I had to pay 140 bucks like 10 years ago for a ticket. What's to say I don't just run the bid on you so I can get my 140 bucks back? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Cool, give me five. Well, 150, 100. Well, I joke with him. I, I'll say, you know, you know, I'll, I'll cut him a deal or whatever, you know, if it works out. said, you know, I got to take care of him because he he wrote, he gave me a ticket once and I don't want to get another one from him again, you know. So. But, uh, yeah, it, nostal- folks, you'll hear us talk about it a lot. We are nostalgic for a lot of things. We're nostalgic for our youth because we realized that we are no longer youthful. No, um, I went from a young pastor to just a pastor a couple of years ago. Wasn't that magical? Oh, 
It's it's like you know. It. They love you when you're 27. They don't give a crap when you're 37. No. <laughs> Just an old maid. Well, you know. <laughs> but well, folks, we're we appreciate you listening to this show. Uh, however you found us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, what else am I missing? Um, darn it, there's another one that we just got added to, and I can't remember what it is now. <coughs> However you found us. However. Um, uh, Amazon Music. That was the other one. Um, however you... I think you, you actually got that one right yep, this time. Yeah, I did, yeah. Not... So you were trying to sell us on Apple Music pretty hard Yeah, week. yeah, yeah, I was. I'm like, mm. Uh... But however you found us, interact with us on Facebook page. I will say this. If you listen to us um, on, I think it's on Anchor or something, um, we actually have an online poll going now. Um, actually, there's two questions. One's a poll, and one is just an interactive question. It's basically just asking where you're listening from. You know, kind of let us know. We can look at, kind of see ge- geographically where you're at, but... Let us know. We always like, you know, interact with us on our Facebook page. Um, there's also a convenient little poll. Uh, the poll is, are we insane? And uh, so we hope that you find it. You let, you give us your answers. Interact with us. Like I say, post on our Facebook page. Whatever. You know, two guys who happen to be pastors. Just search that. They'll come up with us. And uh, we'll all have, uh, we'll have some good times. So... We thank you for listening to us. Hopefully you've had some laughs. Hopefully you've had some um, moments where you thought back to when you were a kid in church and all the fun that came with that. So, Glenn, I'll let you take us out. Well, we're going to finish up here by uh, telling you we're praying for you wherever you're at, however you're listening. Um, We sure do appreciate it and hope you have a great end to your week. In the United States, this weekend is Mother's Day, so we're going to finish off with something I get nostalgic about, which is the great Adult Swim cartoon hit, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh. So uh, we'll finish up with that and a little Mother's Day greeting. Uh, so good night, Lindy and Kesson. I will see you very soon. Good morning, Vladivostok. Where? We're not going to badmouth Vladimir Putin this time. Just kidding. Eat it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. This is Carl. Leave a message or, uh, or leave me alone. Either way, I don't care. Uh, unless this is Mom. In which case, uh, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>